Hello, and welcome to the one-year anniversary of The Archers, <laughs> The Archers, Us, the podcast. I am, why have I ever gotten into vampire voice? <laughs> why did I just mute myself? <laughs> I was speaking. <laughs> And I was muted that whole time. Oh my god! It's you like think a year into this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have figured out how to unmute my microphone to record an episode, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so typical. This is so typical. Oh, this is typical, all right. Katie, this is the first time that we have gone live for a main feed episode. Yes, bitch, it is! One year in and we're finally feeding our main fans the way that we feed our patrons. As Ethan said, can't wait to see the stoned craziness happen in real time. Excuse me? It's already begun. The idea that I would show up to a live stoned, Ethan. Stoned? Me? Moi? Wait, Madison, Jem just pointed out, we have Jem saying Madison on the lavender haze. And that's right, bitch, you are radiating lavender haze today. I have a purple spotlight above me that's kind of on my face. So that's probably why. Yes, but it's so beautiful. Thank you. My hair is still purple. Um, It wasn't supposed to be, but I botched my bleach job, so watched your bleach job yeah that is so wild because you know purple is used to make it extra blonde that's why i had to fix it with purple i was like no one will ever know no one will ever know (laughs) now but they do we do know now we know now we know (laughs) katie a year Mm. of us sitting here Mm. hi Mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> Wait, are we not allowed to talk about that on the main feed? I don't, I don't know. We do. Oh, we obviously talk about it on the main feed. We yeah. obviously do. We obviously record high for the main feed all the time. Right. I was like, I-, <laughs> I don't know why this is a little like shtick that I You're being like scandal. I don't, I don't know why. I'm sorry. You know, no. sometimes you just pick something and you run with it. I love a bit. You know me. I love a bit. A bit, exactly. Um, yeah, it's been one year of us recording, sitting here recording, talking, gossiping, speculating, gabbing, gabbing yeah. lying. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with a capital L. Oh, my, oh God. my God, Ethan, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever read in my life. Ethan said, I love the duality of Katie emanating sun energy and Madison emanating moon energy. And you know what makes it extra special is that I have the traditional moon microphone in black and Madison has the traditional sun microphone in white. Um, 
So it's almost like we're repping each other. And I just, I do love that, that duality. I know. And yours is like warm lighting and I have like yes. the purple. Wow. Yes, it is. It's very special. Um, oh, Fran is missing hours of sleep for this. Oh my. And does not regret a thing. Thank you so much, Fran. Thank you. Shout out to Fran. Layla is in Argentina. Oh, hello. Oh my God. Hello to Argentina. That's amazing. (laughs) Regan said, a year full of making so many things up. Our favorite activity. Lying. Lying. Why? That's right. Uh, you see the video going around on Twitter right now of Taylor. It's like a compilation of her flirting with like interviewers and like her little gay moments. Yes, 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 yes. I love that that's going around again and recirculating. Yes, me too. Those are some of her absolute, like, like those are the moments that like really peeled back the Taylor brainwashing for me. Yeah. Like, you know, I love her. Oh, Gracie. A a plan. Oh, Gracie girl. Come on. Um, Yeah. Like the thing. Everything's fine here. Don't worry. Um, Just Gracie going off the rails. Right. Um. Like, because the thing is, is that not only was I brainwashed into thinking that Taylor was, you know, the ultimate straight girl, Miss Americana, as we call her. Mm. Um, But I also just was brainwashed into thinking that she was annoying. Mm. And like, you know. Well, that, yeah, that's the misogyny. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, you know, it. I feel like it's especially hard to peel back those things. It's like, that's a misogyny, but it's also like, you just don't understand the context of those things and like those actual annoying aspects of her until yeah. you have a fuller context of who she is a, is a person. Yeah, that's, that's true. Because centering men is a quality that's very annoying. Yeah. And when you're just told that Taylor is obsessed with men only, mm-hmm. and like that's, you know, like really the idea that the media pushes constantly on you, those clips of her flirting with like interviewers, those are the most healing because you're like, I just was not paying attention to her actually yeah. for all this time. Yeah. The same, I have the same moment with her first SNL skit, the roommate sketch. Yes! I rewatched that the other day and I, like, died. Like, every time I watch it, it's worse. Not worse, but better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's bad, if you will. No, okay, it's a bad. Right. I was just thinking that. It's a bad, and it gets badder every time you see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know, like, the fact that that was, like, like that kind of humor... Like, I understand, like, this is the thing, though. It's like, I really want to know who was writing SNL at the time, because I know that for at least a while, like, I think, like, around the 2000s, but I'm not sure, a lesbian was, like, the head writer at SNL. 
And so I really wonder when this was being written because obviously, like, hosts have the ultimate say in what sketches they are going to perform. Um, Like, truly, a host can say no to any sketch and it's, like, tossed out. But it's not like... But other than that, it's kind of like the writer's craft sketches that they think the host will like work and do and, well yeah in. they like present it to them almost and then the yeah. person kind of adjusts it accordingly right exactly so yeah. like what is it like i really would love to know that how they arrived at this like hyper gay insane like u-haul lesbian like in coded denial. like so coded yes like for lesbians by lesbians like, like it's only funny if you're gay yes like it's not even in a funny sketch if not no the the dead silence from the audience during most of it when taylor is being so hysterical like yeah you know what this is my hairpin drop of the week actually the snl skit because this on its own is a coffin or a nail in the Gaylor coffin, if you will, referencing anti-hero music yeah. video. Like, if you haven't seen the roommate sketch or if you haven't watched it in a while, rewatch it. That's the hairpin drop of the week, please. Yes, bitch. That is the hairpin drop of the week. Is the SNL roommate sketch? Um, she killed it. Oh, she killed it. It is that is going down in lesbian history. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And even like I think that oh it's just insane. It's just it's so 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 good. Um okay, somewhat Ethan said that we had uh energy, aka Katya and Trixie's um, <laughs> thing. I love. Yeah. Ethan, always embodying them. Always embodying. To me, oh Madison and I are Trixie and Katya. Yeah, we're extensions of them. Yeah. Twin flames with exactly. them. And we all we know who's who. We mm-hmm. all know who's who. Yeah. One of us an elder, the other one of us younger. Mm-hmm. Both slaying the house. Both slaying the house. Boots down, mama. So I meant to ask you this beforehand, Katie. Mm, yes. I'm not sure... If we want to discuss the elephant in the room being... Oh my god, the elephant in the room? Oh, you mean the thing giving me, like, cardiovascular stress this week? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. This is the thing. I I do absolutely not want to talk about the elephant in the room. Okay. Because, let me tell you something. I have to tell you something. If there was an elephant in the room... I would be so happy. I love elephants are so cute. Yeah. Well, um, that's what I wanted to discuss was just like how cute elephants how are. How cute elephants are. Okay. You know. Yes, I do know. Um, but if you are saying if we should address the main cause of stress for I feel like in everyone who's listening's life. Yes, anyone who's listening to life. Like, except maybe a few of my mom and my mom's friends who listen to this to support (laughs) me. 
I'm hoping they're probably not funny. stressing, but no. Although I will say this is going a little too close to talking about it, but I will say that my mom did tell me um, after she had heard like the week's news about um, everything going on. Yeah, with, and she did say I was planning on driving down to Rhode Island, aka crossing state lines. To go donate to a food pantry because if you donate, you're registered to win tickets. My mom was going to drive across state lines to donate to a food pantry to oh. be registered for the chance to win tickets. Holy shit. It's a great way to do a food drive, honestly. Swifties will come through with food. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's beautiful um, that she was willing to do that truly yeah yeah so anyways i anyone that so yeah even those middle-aged women that i'm talking about they still i think are having stress from this week is what i'm saying <coughs> yeah. excuse me sorry oh you're um, excused. that's insane yeah um yeah, so I don't, I just don't think that's very fun necessarily because, no. like, the thing is, is that you and I are in a much better position than 95% of our community at, well, at the same time, if we're just talking Gaylers, Gaylers I will say, though, over. yeah, here's the thing, though, the only reason I want to address is because I want to vent a little bit. I want to say one thing. Oh, okay. Taylor was very right when she said it feels like surviving several bear attacks just to have tickets. That day was one of the most miserable days of my life. It will go down in history as one of the most miserable day of my days of my life. I was sick. I was sitting in my school library, hadn't had coffee. I had a migraine. I couldn't get up from my laptop to go get some coffee because I had to stay. It was a nightmare, and I stand in solidarity with those who also went to battle okay i need the great war there was no morning glory no morning glory all that blood shed crimson clover uh-huh um but yeah so so that was my elephant i guess (laughs) no that's the thing i'm glad that you said that because your tuesday so that was your Tuesday. You described it as one of the most miserable days of your life. I have to tell you, my Tuesday was also miserable. The mm. moment that we did not get the pre-sale code, it became mm. miserable. Um, I was like, holy shit, like, we are literally not going. Like, this is insane. Um, luckily, a lot of wonderful, incredible... Uh, cuties in our community um especially shut not especially literally shout out to gab and casey of gab and casey uh, or casey and gab um they uh found had like a friend who had a pre-sale code and we were able to get tickets through that pre-sale code and um like even though we like found this magical miracle that was happening to tell you that like i was I felt like all set or lucky 
is insane because I literally was having like screaming panic attacks. Like <clears throat> Lizzie and I have this great plan to have Tuesday be like a cute little cozy hot chocolate day because um it was snowing and Tuesdays are her day off. Um so Tuesday was going to be like our special hot chocolate day. And um instead from like 9 a.m. to 3 30 p.m we were like just texting with gavin casey as they were trying to buy us tickets um and like literally it took until 3 30 for them to like get in and like actually thank fucking god get us nosebleeds um like like thank god um and so our like fun cozy day was pushed back um so however like lizzie because i'd been having insane panic attacks all day because of this insane thing um she was like let's still have our little cozy day so we then <laughs> drove to a special hot chocolate place that we love so much Ooh. um that is an hour and a half away hey. and it started snowing um, and then, um, um, the way Tuesday could have been. Didn't you get like for you. stuck in the middle of the woods or something? Okay. I'm so glad that you mentioned this. So we took this insane drive. Uh, it got way later than we thought. And I had to host a Gaylor Fest planning meeting at 7 p.m. And not only that, because there was a time at like 6 o'clock when Lizzie and I were like, we're not going to be able to make it home in time. That I was like, or she was like, well, you, you could just cancel it. Like, if people understand the time. And I was like, no, I really, like, after the hell of today, like, I really want to talk to my beloved community yeah. like I really want to like talk to other gailers right now um and so I was like we'll just pull over like we'll go to this diner we really like in the area and we'll like have our cozy yummy food and our hot chocolate and um like Lizzie was like yes perfect it's gonna be so cute so we like google the directions closed on Tuesdays this cute little diner closed. No. Yes. And like the thing is, is that like it, it's like you couldn't, it was like the only place I could imagine getting food, eating it in the car and having it be cozy because it's like the alternatives would be fast food mm -hmm. or sit down restaurant. Like, so... I know what you mean. Diner is a specific comfort. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, I think that we were both so hungry that we lost our minds at this point. And then we're like, okay, let's drive north so we're closer to the home. Oh. And we'll drive as far north as we can um, before the meeting starts and then we'll just pull over in a restaurant in whatever town we're in so we drove to brattleboro vermont which is oh my god <laughs> i don't know how i don't know how we got far farther away from our house at this point but like it's like we drove somehow to west <laughs> that it became okay so 
we drove two hours to Brattleboro or whatever. And then we were another two and a half hours away from our house. So farther than we were. And we just pulled over. It's like 6.50. We pulled over in, at like the Brattleboro house of pizza. And just like parked in that parking lot. And it, the snow like came down. And we got like snowed in in the parking lot. And I just hosted this meeting for two hours. And then at nine, we drove back the two and a half hours <laughs> But I have to know, what did you guys eat? Oh, Lizzie, At this got, point- Lizzie got a small half cheese, half pepperoni pizza, and we shared that. Yum. It was yummy. It was a great That sounds pizza. yummy, yeah. Oh, and we had just gone to the dispensary, and um, we had cannabis root beer. So I popped open a cold one, um, <laughs> and at no point was the vehicle moving while I was ingesting that. I mean, you're not driving. And I absolutely was not driving. <laughs> Lizzie, sober as a priest. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm happy you still got to have a hot chocolate day, though. <laughs> that is the moral of the story. Like, um, the fact that two people left after that story, I'm so sorry. This is no. not what the archers is usually about. You know what? It's probably because I brought up the elephant in the room being the hell of tour tickets. Right. So I don't know. I just I know it's not a fun thing to hear about. We've all been hearing about it. I just No, but the thing is is that like why was my Tuesday like that? Because like that was that is what she drove me us to. Like acting so erratically and cuckoo in a snowstorm? And then how did you end up farther away? I, it's because, like, the roads in Vermont are, like, they're all, like, back roads. And there's only, like, two major right. highways. So it's, like, we were, like, oh, we'll drive north because we're south. But we ended up driving northwest. Mm. And we had to, like, go back east before we could go north again i see i see Ugh, it was just dumb all around but it was also fun because i was with my favorite person <laughs> whitney said snow at the brattleboro house of pizza <laughs> weird but fucking beautiful <laughs> literally you guys in the car Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait, wait. I need to just um screenshot this whitney that is one of the funniest things i've ever seen <laughs> Snow at the Battleboro House of Pizza. Weird but fucking beautiful. <laughs> Incredible. Thank you so very much, Whitney. Oh, I love. Um, well, we survived the Great War, but it wasn't right. fun and there was no morning glory. So I'm just numb. Numb. Yeah, I think that... Um... And my seats are are behind the stage. So <laughs> backstage passes. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Uh, I, I had really... like, I saw a TikTok of a girl with seats like near where mine are. And she was like, it was that time I was like, I got your back, girl. From right here. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like literally corner of the stage way behind it like oh my god upper level 
why are they selling those seats? I don't. I mean, know. I guess that's the thing, though. It's like, thank God they were, because at least you can go. Yeah, I was taking anything mm-hmm. I could get. Obviously, exactly. I, was just I like, mean, me oh. as well. Yeah, happy to be in the room. I guess, like, oh. yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that whole her comparing it to many bear attacks was very funny to me. Yeah, and I think that was my favorite part of that whole post. Classic that. chaotic Taylor. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, yeah, I do feel that way. Like it's, I don't even feel fun or excited because no. I'm like traumatized. Exactly. That's the thing. I don't even like. I'm not feeling happy or excited. I'm like, I just have this sense of dread over me. The way I was explaining it to someone was like, it's humiliating to be like. I have hundreds of dollars to give you mm-hmm. and I'm in line to give it to you and you're not yeah. taking it. Like yeah, it's yeah. like humiliating. Like I'm literally willing to spend hundreds of dollars right yeah. now on my knees and you're not even <sighs> letting me. I know. It's pathetic. Mm-hmm. It's humiliating. It's dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. And karma's got its kiss okay Ooh, so true oh so well said (laughs) (laughs) Mm. so yeah we neither of us want to talk about that yeah no (laughs) what are we gonna talk about i would love for people to just pop off and ask us like our thoughts on anything um This is your chance because, okay, Madison, we did not talk about this beforehand, which I feel like it was a big error on my part, but are you willing to break our mainstream rules for our one year anniversary? Oh, I couldn't be happier that you asked, Katie. (laughs) You know I would love to go after dark mode right now. After dark mode. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love it. If anything, it's like, it's only appropriate because, you know, this is basically an After Dark episode. How we would typically do it being live. So we can, we can talk the hot goss on the main feed for once. Just for a little fun. A little spice. a little fun. And for all you fans out there, I do have my scarlet letter lip gloss for a little glossy with classy later on in the evening. So scarlet. So scarlet. Your favorite? Maroon. Is Maroon still your favorite Midnight song? No, it hits different now. Oh, yes. You're so right. (gasps) Maroon is about Diana Agron. Please put me on screen. You knew I would. You knew I would. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Uh, Go on! Mm. Uh, You know, it is. We can't, I don't want to talk about this. I know, we already went into it. Done. Thank you. But thank you. But thank you. No, seriously, thank you. You knew exactly what to say to get yourself on screen. No, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the Archer's Crochet Special. I what actually used mean? to crochet. You did? I, and I knit. Oh. Yeah. 
What did you guys think about the Taylor Nation tweet about the new anti-hero remix with the mirror and the sun? Oh my god, that was a ch- jarring to see. Because... That... Read the room, um... you guys. But, like, also... Okay, if you don't know what this person is referencing... Yeah. Taylor Nation tweeted a link to the newest anti-hero remix i don't remember what this one is called no Um, how could we how could we possibly remember you know Um, it's like the sixth one but the caption being given better names like the at least the willow ones were given names that like you could sort it out in your mind yeah I was going to say, like, um, Antihero 90s Trend, Witch Dancing Ritual Fire Pit remix. Um, (laughs) But they tweeted, Will, or what was it? Looking the sun in the mirror right in the eye or something. And it's like, yeah. It's like exactly like word for word quote tweeting. Carly Kloss circa Met Gala 2017 was it 18? Um, I think I think 19. Looking camp right in the eye. Right in the eye. Looking camp right in the eye. While she is looking into a mirror. Oh my god, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. So she's holding a compact mirror, a gold round compact mirror. AK one that looks like the sun. And first of all, she being represented by the sun emoji. Mm-hmm. She is literally the sun looking into the mirror. Stare directly at the sun. Exactly. Yep. And um and yeah, and and that iconic, iconic caption looking camp straight in the eye. To the degree that I was under the impression that the name of the theme was looking camp straight in the eye. I mean, it may as I, well have been called that. Like, I mean, I literally thought that was the theme full title. Um, <laughs> and like, I it only was, it was only when... Uh, like I was looking into it that I was like wait I've just adopted Carly Kloss's caption as the legal title the fact that that legacy lived on so long though and still lives of that like mm-hmm. it makes that camp inherently like the oh, way yeah. that we <laughs> reference it yeah also I, I don't remember if I talked about this on the podcast but I have this book Lavender Culture I think I've talked mm-hmm. about it before but it's a collection of queer essays and mm-hmm. notes on camp, the essay that the camp theme for the Met Gala was based on. The essay notes on camp is in notes this book. I love that. I'm so and, glad. And it's referenced in like several of the essays, even though they were all written at different times and like whatever. Yes. Like notes on camp is like the foundational idea. text for yeah. when you're like explaining the concept of camp. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very, very interesting. <sighs> Uh, I know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like the camp year of the Met Gala was like one of the most foundational like things, I think, for really allowing me to see like Carly Kloss as potentially a queer person. Yeah. 
because she like embraced that so much yeah <laughs> like it like she was living in the theme like i don't know yeah just, no I, yeah so, like, she was so excited thing. about it yeah more excited than any straight person absolutely <laughs> yeah styliana said intrigued to know what songs you both think are the gayest on each album <laughs> each album oh my um for debut i would say either stay beautiful or invisible mm. oh wait mary's song well of course mary's song that's always where my heart goes but all three of those but mary's song the reason i say mary's song is just because it literally like it takes our song and you know like the one kind of line of like i didn't kiss her when i should have Mm -hmm. um and Mm. it's like it just ups it to like oh she wrote this because she was desperate to sing a love song to a girl yeah like a whole perspective um like just using like she her pronouns you know and the backflips of explanation that she gives are also just like so like really point to that you know her neighbors right but it's like her neighbors like the wife told her and it's from the perspective of her husband Mm -hmm. talking to her it's like that doesn't make sense (laughs) and then she still keeps that up for betty the explanation of betty it's the same shit exactly it's right like made up people it's not a <laughs> exactly from the perspective of the boy i know <laughs> fearless a thousand percent the way i loved you yes completely right or you belong um, with me uh other side of the door oh of course other side of the door I almost want to say is my like go to number one, and then of the vault tracks. Oh, I love the vault tracks. Um, I love the vault tracks too so so much. Um, the vault tracks is um, I really think the gayest one is "You All Over Me." Ooh, I love, I love that song. You're right. I agree. Yeah. Once the last drop of rain dries off the pavement. Like, that whole... Oh. I know. I know. I can't believe she wrote that, like, for Fearless. That's insane. I know. Oh, Ethan. And Ethan just pointed out forever and always that your best friend and the guy she's seeing explanation. That, okay, I had, like, such a realization with that when we were talking about them. Yeah. That I cannot hear it any other way now. I can't either. That was crazy because that song never really made sense to me, like, otherwise. Oh, thank fucking God for that pronoun shift episode we did. Mm-hmm. That, like... Uh, when things snap into place, it just feels so good. And that's what Forever and Always did for me, yeah. too. Yeah, it's satisfying like a puzzle. When it's like... <sighs> for Speak oh Now, better than Revenge. Yeah. Has to be. Or Long Live. Well, and also ours. 
Oh my god. Each yeah. each album has a trifecta. I'm noticing a pattern here. Right. <laughs> it's like we're naming three for each album. It's so yes. interesting. They're well, like three's the max amount of gay songs you can put together. Exactly. Well, the thing is too though is mine because mine has the same thing. Mine like just yes. is she's up. the best thing. Yes. Oh my god. The fact that they did it without changing any of the words on glee. I'll never get over you pointing that out to me because of, like the shade first of all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And the fact that oh my god, I wish it would have been Diana singing it though. It is um I mean, yeah, exactly. Maya and Brittany from Glee, but <laughs> but okay, but it's after it was after um Santana and Quinn sex scene in the yes, show. That's true. So, like, that almost makes it shadier. It is. It is. <laughs> and you know Ryan Murphy was like... Exactly. exactly. He's messy. I feel like he knows so much. He hates Taylor, doesn't he? I think he does. And um, and also, the thing is, is that um, in, like, Hollywood, there's kind of, like, RuPaul gaze and... Mm-hmm. Um, and Ryan Murphy gays, and they very rarely like um, go back and forth. It's kind of like if you work for one, you typically like won't work for the other. It's like Taylor and Justin, <laughs> like how it's like two separate worlds. Exactly. And Selena Gomez is like the only one that connector. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, exactly right. Um. And yeah, so it would make sense that Taylor might go really hard on RuPaul being like having him and none of the gays associated with Glee um, or Ryan Murphy in uh, her music in You Need to Come Down. Oh, see, I live for this gossip. I wish I could like hear the real tea. Like, oh, me too. Mm. Me too. Okay, 1989. Oh, excuse me. Red. Red is next. Red. Mm hmm. Um, begin again. Definitely the gayest song on begin. Or everything has changed. Or uh-huh. holy ground. Yeah, yeah. And twenty two is kind of pretty gay too. Twenty two is so gay when you it like ups its gay when you look at the original lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Because it literally originally was like a love song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like a friend song. And it's like, hmm. Wow. Like, mm. And then her like laying with all the girls in the video. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, treacherous. Tre- treacherous. We're not treacherous is so is amazing. How did I forget? How did we forget treacherous? Treacherous feels like it should actually be number one. It is. And then begin again. It yeah, treacherous is a million percent number one. And then I would say begin again is probably second to that. And you know, Treacherous gets gayer when you think about the fact that, like, that song wasn't originally supposed to be Taylor's. She had written it and given it to a different, like, male artist. And then... Not a male artist! And then she ended up putting it on red. Interesting. Vault Track's very first night. Next. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Of course, Vault Track's is the very first night. And also, well, it's funny how... Nothing new doesn't really feel gay. The reason run why is. nothing. Oh my god, run is embarrassingly gay. Yeah. 
It I feel homophobic when I listen to listen to Run. Because it reminds me of 2012, and it would have been a smash then. Oh my god, yeah. Honestly, if Run came out in 2012, and I heard that, I think that I would literally have had an aneurysm because I would be like, what the fuck is Taylor she Swift and Ed Sheeran out? Yeah. I'd be like, she is mentally disturbed. Uh, there's a different timeline somewhere where that song ended up on the original Red Album and you heard it and we never ended up here. Yeah. <laughs> because meanwhile... You were pushed too far, like... Yes, and meanwhile, like, now that it's come out, I'm like, oh my god, she's so gay. That is so gay. It's obviously gay. But in this other timeline... Mm-mm-mm. Bad. Ugh. It is very telling. No wonder they didn't let her put it on the other one, or they chose not to. Whatever happened, I don't know. Um, wait, what did you say? Sorry, I was reading the comments. Um, no wonder they didn't put it on the first yeah, one because exactly. She could predict the riots in the streets that would occur. Doesn't it make you wonder about Ed Sheeran? Like, is he queer? Mm -hmm. Why does Taylor write such queer music with him? Right. Like, everything has changed and ready for it. I mean... Why are they besties? Like... This is my question as well. This is mine as well. I saw a picture of him kissing Niall Horan's cheek today. You saw a picture of him kissing his orange cheek today? Niall Horan. Niall Horan's cheek. I see. That's great. So maybe. Maybe. Um yeah, okay. So 1989 gayest songs. This is when we start to get into the like every song is feels gay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like she's from here on out, it really like I can't even say. No, exactly right. Especially because, um, yeah, at this point, it's like every song is very gay. And it just feels like, you know, that Capital One commercial where the now Taylor says to 1989 Taylor, you're being too loud. Yep. That's really the truth. Like, it just stops being a secret at 1989. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She prefers hiding in plain sight from here on mm-hmm. out exactly <laughs> i would love to hear your thoughts on sweet nothing i just don't get it oh madison i can't wait for you to dive into this because there's been a lot i've been seeing on um twitter of people not getting sweet nothing not liking sweet nothing i don't know why or how but also, mm. there's a lot of songs on that album I don't get, so yeah. I guess. It, but I don't know. I think Sweet Nothing is like innocent and cute and sweet and it's like pure. Like it could be written about her mom. It could be written about her cats. It could be written about literally like a lover. It could be written about anything and it's just like sweet. Like it's I just love the little do 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 do. Like it sounds like a little nursery rhyme. I love it. it. That's true. It really does. And it's just her being like, 
like I found peace. Like I found peace away from the world. And mm-hmm. in these times, mm-hmm. it's such a blessing to have just sweet nothing, like silence. Mm-hmm. And all you hear is the person you love humming in the kitchen. There's no like expectations. There's no stress or pressure to be anything or like, you know, it's just I, such I a... really do. It's like lavender haze. It's like the lavender haze, but like mm-hmm. the acoustic version. <laughs> so I guess like one of the ways. So like, what do you think this means as a William Bowery song? Because it's very hard to not like really be like oh this one song is a William Bowery song and it's just just, writing not producing I just don't really think about it being a William Bowery song because I just assume William is Taylor or Austin at this point so I'm just kind of like I think they put that on there for the you know who stands and um like obviously Taylor probably wanted the song on the album and it was just like William Bowery fit on that one and would fit the narrative. So. Right. Well, it's, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, what does this mean as a song that she wants us to directly connect to Joe? Mm. Right. It's like, cause we have to view it in like, or not, we don't have to, but like, I, immediately like that she's marking this song because we know that she always like gives clues that are like dynamic for Gaylers and Hetlers to read into mm-hmm. um so like you know for example when she did the video for describing lavender haze um and she mm-hmm. purposefully was like you know I have to make this about Joe but I'm going to infuse this like Betty is a model reference from Mad Men into the explanation so that she can give Hitler something and Gaylor something. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. So like with Sweet Nothing, like being associated directly with Joe, like what is she trying to tell Gaylor's and like... Hetler mm-hmm. specifically about the relationship. I don't know, especially with that bridge that's like industry disruptors and soul deconstructors out glad handing each other. Mm-hmm. Like it like out glad handing each other sounds like Grammy Gate. So yeah. I'm right. like, I don't know if that's irony or if like mm that's not what she's referencing and and that's not what that was the grammy situation mm-hmm. but i don't know honestly i really don't and i i think about it when i listen to it but i don't have like a feeling about it at all like you know how invisible string has that vibe of like 
such like like we picked up on it so much that it's just so mundane and it's so like simple and just like to the point because it's just like green is the color blue is the co- like the most simple yeah. metaphors and symbolism yeah I haven't picked up on anything like significant like that with sweet nothing of like I couldn't tell you what this is about like who she could have written this about or why yeah I really don't know maybe Zoe but part of me does think that it's about Zoe because I mean I've really been trying to think about two things like I'm from two perspectives either she just she like is just friends with Zoe or like has a casual you know like not committal thing with Zoe um and like she knows that in the Gaylor spheres like to like toey is a thing yeah yeah and so she's like I'm gonna absolutely lean in mm-hmm. so all of these as like a symbol um to Gaylor's that also helps my friend or this person that I really care about and love even right. though like it's she's not... like I would rather have rumors going around that I'm with Zoe than yes, yes. Mm-hmm. so that's like one side of me is kind of thinking that and then of course the other side of me is like you know this is what she does when she's in relationships she like you know like only kind of like like will hint to the projects of the people she's with Mm -hmm. like this is truly what she did for diana and carly Mm -hmm. and like the fact that we know they were in quarantine together Mm -hmm. for sure all the ways that we keep getting like lenny kravitz's airstream and like Mm -hmm. bermuda stuff um oh my god and and then of course like all of the Catwoman stuff and like being oh my god Zoe. karma karma exactly that is like, such a zoe song like that yes. is insanely zoe coded uh, the mention- guy on the screen coming straight home to me after she posted the literal picture of the movie screen when she saw Catwoman. I know. I know. So, and then, of course, Lavender Haze, which is written with Zoe and, like, is perfectly to a T describes when Zoe was, quote-unquote, canceled earlier this year. hmm Like, the lyrics don't make sense for a Taylor and Joe narrative, even. No. Because when is Taylor under like scrutiny that she's not used to right all this shit is new to me like that is absolutely not correct at all no exactly that's why the new to me has to be that zoe doesn't care about the scrutiny not that the scrutiny is happening yeah like all of it's new to me because like zoe has just lived this like you know very like obviously she's been in the public eye but okay and this is the other but that's what makes her relatable to taylor because she's like yes i've done this my whole life i don't care like i'm always gonna be zoe kravitz regardless of what the they say because i'm lenny kravitz daughter exactly yeah it's very different from from like taylor's life being like her own thing you know like her past muses and their careers 
Absolutely. Like there was a lot more riding on like Carly's career and yes. Diana's career and like Zoe Kravitz. Like I said, she's always gonna be Zoe Kravitz. And now that she's been Catwoman, like this very iconic role. I know. I know. Can you believe so, she was on GQ? Oh, that's so hot. I know, and the fact that they that she mentioned Taylor in it. Yeah. Like that's a big thing. Literally, like, Karma is her boyfriend. That's then Joe talks about Taylor. Like that's kind of crazy, and um, also the fact that she said our partners both actors, right? Taylor in that caption, like that is so interesting to me. It's because like it's like, yeah, Zoe was also gone this summer filming. Mm-hmm. What is it? Put the island. She was gone this summer filming Pussy Island or whatever, so it would make sense that Taylor... Yeah, she's. that's what the interview was about. She's writing... She wrote a movie called Pussy Island, and it's, like, coming out, and she was filming it this summer, so when Taylor was, like, both of our partners were away, they're both actors, like, Zoe was also away, so it, she's not lying. Also, Zoe said, Taylor was my pod. Meaning that they weren't in the same pond for quarantine. They quarantined together. Yeah. Just yeah. them two. Meaning Ugh. Joe was not quarantining with Taylor. Right. So right. all the people that are like, well, she was in London because she was with Joe. Like, blah, blah, blah. No, she was just with Zoe. All yeah. that time. Yeah. I, exactly. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, she very well like i mean i'm you know me like i don't really like to say that anything's happening for sure like ever but it's like because again it's like all these things could be orchestrated of course Um, yeah yeah but i mean this just it it this has as absolutely as much weight as like uh Kaler and Swift Gone, as far as like the kinds of clues and mm-hmm. like how she's talking about it. And just the song Lavender He's again, it's like like talk your talk and go viral. Like again, that's literally describing Zoe like being anti-Will Smith, um mm-hmm. Chris Rock and going viral for all the wrong reasons, as they say. Um and yeah just like i don't know where is when was the last time joe went viral for getting something off his chest no no one oh it's so funny it's like it's just really really funny i really love the psych toey idea though yeah yeah i do too i really like it um especially because like I don't know. I also have been thinking a lot about Labyrinth. Um, mm. Labyrinth is literally like, I'll be getting over you my whole life. And also, oh no, I'm falling in, lo- in love again. It's literally that like, there will be happiness after you. There was happiness because of you. Um, I'm starting this. And, and how she's like, um, you don't say too much about like my Melaconia and like my sadness like i don't know i don't know i think glitch is about zoe kravitz too glitch you do i do 
So what is the 2,400 days? I think that's just a, just a Joe line. Really? I think it's a Joe line in the sense of like, it's been this long since my love blackout, meaning like, it's been this long since I've been like, since the public hasn't known what I'm actually doing. Right. You're like, right. it's a love blackout to them. That's well, that's my immediate response too. Um, when I heard it, I was like, oh, her love blackout is since she had to get a beard. And that's why it's like a glitch because she's like, this beard was supposed to be when I was with Carly, but now this beard is is working right. for a new relationship. And it's just and it must be counterfeit. It must be counterfeit. Exactly. And her saying, you don't live in my part of town. Zoe lives in Williamsburg and Taylor lives in Manhattan. Zoe lives in Brooklyn. Yeah. So it would like make sense that she's like, you're not in my part of town, but like we hang out in the same friend groups. Yeah. Also, Zoe was there at the Bowery Ballroom that night. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Uh, I wonder, I was going to say, I wonder if Carly, um, dates people. Well, you know, there was that, um, oh my God, someone, I don't even remember where I saw this. I feel like it was from, I saw it around the time I got into Kaler. So like early, early 2021. And it was like from a gayler they had tracked carly's like quarantine photo like instagram backgrounds and found another model who has been taking photos in the same like like kind of um it was like a a like spanish style home with like mosaics on like the wall um, so like easy to kind of like match up. Yeah. And it was Carly and this other model were taking like photos never together, but clearly from like the same place. Oh no, Carly. Yes. yes. Uh, that makes me laugh. I don't know. Yes. Why. The illiterate model. Yes. And Jem just made a little joke that it's a Brie Larson. No, literally. That Carly is dating. The Brie Larson stuff makes me laugh so hard. I don't know why. I know. I know why. I know why, too. Someone said, um, all that you ever wanted from me was sweet nothing. Sounds like a healthy parent-child relationship, so I feel like it's about her mom. I thought about this, too, considering if we think of Scott Swift as, like, kind of a money-hungry, greedy person and, like, wanting to profit off of Taylor she it would make sense that she would be singing the song to her mom like all that you ever wanted from me was nothing exactly. like you yeah. never expected all of like me to give you anything you're just in the kitchen humming <laughs> like i know i think that people that think that sweet nothing is about andrea or austin mm-hmm. or like, both oh or both yeah like i love 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 that i think that's so cute mm-hmm. yeah the only thing that um that is um like strange would be the sweet nothings 
um mm. that is like so in like in like whisper sweet nothing yeah 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 exactly oh yeah i didn't think about that <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why like my mind never goes there because it's I'm more like, intimate romantic yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> shit but yeah. it can't I, I think that it can't be, you know, overstated that the the song isn't called Sweet Nothings. It's called Sweet Nothing. True. So, you know, that might be like a little... Just um, a play on words. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Zoe was a pro at answering the question on the red carpet, and it is exactly the type of partner Taylor would need. I could literally, like sense taylor watching that interview and like giggling at home and being like perfect like just enough like that's so cute i love that let's see oh i really like this that um that ethan said the two lavender um on the Target edition, the Lavender edition of Midnight's, there's two bonus tracks besides Hits Different. Oh, yeah. And You're On Your Own, Kid, and Sweet Nothing. Like, if you, you want to think of You're On Your Own, Kid, as being a song about Taylor's dad, then it would make sense that Sweet Nothing would be about Taylor's mom, because those were the two bonus tracks. And they were both, like, acoustic yes yes Ooh. yeah well actually you know what is pretty interesting i'm convinced that the reason it's a violin a string remix of your own your own kid is because a big part of it's about no emily poe <gasps> oh oh my god why didn't i think about well, because, and I've thought a lot about it, too, because um, he's going to notice me, like, she's worried her dad is going to notice that she's, like, has a crush on Emily. Yeah. Don't worry, we're just the best of friends. Yeah. Katie. Yeah. Not to mention, she named the lakes, like, the, the lakes had like a strings version but she didn't call it strings version but yes. she very easily could have made them the same like yes. yeah and then and then there's just one who could make me stay like I feel like that's probably really like what she felt because you know I'm of the opinion that you're on your own kid is like a trajectory through time um and yeah, I just, I really, like, think that having it be a Strings remix is pointing to the fact that that was, like, really about, like, her beginning to, like, her, like, first relationship. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, my God. You're so right. You're so right. Thank it you. is Emily Poe coded. Thank you. It makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Someone said, I also think Glitch is polyam as well. Karma takes all my friends to the summit. Ha ha ha. I'm sorry. Not sorry. I get so much hate for it. But Karma takes all yeah. my friends to the summit. Sounds so. Um, it could be a metaphor for an orgasm. But I will leave that <laughs> there and not. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. I thought about that at one point. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. Oh, that's so funny. Um, 
Okay, so do you have you thought about Glitch as a polyam song? Not specifically. Every song is polyam to me, but not specifically Glitch. I love that. That's great. Um. Okay, Maria. Yes. Has anyone talked about how in Glitch she says, "I'd go back to wanting dudes who give nothing," and the song that is supposed to be written with Joe is literally called "Sweet Nothing." I just. Wrote the, like a tweet about this like a couple days ago. Um, exactly, exactly. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's hysterical. It's like it, literally crazy. Like she associates Joe with nothing on the album, and then in Glitch, she's like, "I'd go back to wanting dudes who give nothing." Yeah. Oh, uh, see, then that a part of me is like, maybe Sweet Nothing is kind of about Joe because it's like. You never wanted anything from me, and you don't give anything to me. Like, you're well, not like <laughs> that is what I ultimately think is the message to Gatlers. Like, it is mm-hmm. being like, so, like, this is a song about Joe in that, like, he gives me nothing. <laughs> like, we're not industry disruptors. We're not like yeah. these loud rebels in the industry. We're very quiet minding our business, we're trying to blend in. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm realizing so much about this album. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Oh. <sighs> How do you think um, your relationship to Taylor Swift's music has changed since we started the podcast? Hmm. That's a good question. I think like relating to her art, like I, I think that I have grown like a much, much, much deeper, um, like appreciation. And connection with her music. Um, it's like the more that we really go into analyzing it, the f- the deeper in love I fall with like her art. Mm-hmm. And and I really think that that's like a real thing. Like that really is how I describe it. Like I would say like the biggest feelings of love in my life, like feel so expansive. Like. Like, the way that I know that, like, I'm in deep love, like, whether that's romantic love, platonic or familial love, because, like, I'm lucky enough to have all aspects of that in my life. But, like, the way that, like, I feel, like, unconditional love is just that it just grows and grows and grows exponentially. Like, and it just feels so deep. And the more we talk about, Taylor's art and more we dive into Taylor's art the like deeper and deeper I fall into this mm-hmm. like it feels a lot like unconditional like love and appreciation for her art and it's mm-hmm. odd to say because like that's probably one of the most parasocial things that I could say but it it does feel far more in line with having a favorite author um, than it does like having a favorite celebrity. 
Right, right. That's why I said the art, because it's like at the end of the day, yeah. that's what we're interacting with. Like, Yeah. I mean, it feels very similar to how I feel about Edna St. Vincent Millay, um, who is like my favorite poet and someone who whose art like really, really shaped my like sexuality and like view of like being in this world. And it's like, I never, I don't really know about her life other than that she was queer. Um, like, obviously I never got to meet her. I've only like heard recordings of her voice cause she lived so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I just, it feels like that, you know, like it feels like someone reading her like archives, like Emily Dickinson's archives Mm. as opposed to like a celebrity that I see on TV. Like they almost feel like two separate beings to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I have a different relationship with them. Oh, absolutely. It really is like the anti-hero music video. Like there's a few different Taylors. Yeah. When I think about the concept of Taylor Swift, like, yeah. And I do feel like my expansive love is for giant Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Like, bigger than the whole sky, Taylor. Yeah, the one that comes walking down the street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that I, in a lot of ways, the way you described your favorite poet of, like, forming your queerness around the art, like, I think about where I was, like, a year ago and where I am now, like, as a person even. And I'm, like, so much more connected to queerness and my queerness. Just like I would be anyways, regardless of if I had this podcast. But having this podcast is, like, gives me such a, like, light match to my, like, gasoline of wanting to learn like queer history and wanting to apply it to the world that I live in now and like find it everywhere I go. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Cause I was like getting ready and I was thinking about it and I was like the past year, like how has this changed how I listen to her music, especially since I've listened to it like my whole life. Right. Exactly. But now it's because I'm whole person and I'm like, getting to experience this art wholly along with like me feeling whole for the first time it's very 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 exciting and I am so grateful to have this space as it's an extension of my queerness at this point you know absolutely yeah I really agree too I feel like I feel like just through Taylor, like, through us hosting this, like, I've really learned so much about, like, like, what queerness means to me and, like, how I can be queer in this world, like, and and kind of the importance of that, mainly through, I think, the community that, like, we've been able to be a part of through doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, because at the end of the day, like, to me, queerness is inherently about community. Yeah. And it's just amazing what we found, you know? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the extension of, like, myself is. It's, like, having this community and yeah, 
feeling so much more whole because it's a part of something else. It's not just me feeling yeah, super, super queer, finding queerness and everything, finding queerness mm-hmm. in Taylor Swift's music. Like, I think about, like, when I was first a gayler and, like, discovering little theories and how, like, isolated I was and how I was just, like, kind of, like, keeping so much to myself because I was, like how am I going to go explain this to people? Like, Taylor Swift's gay, but, like, I want to rant about it. Like, no one's going to listen. Like, yes, exactly. I'm like, I need to dedicate time to figuring this out, and no one's going to care. But everyone cares in this community. We all get to do it, so. I know. I know. And it is really strange, too, because I've been thinking a lot about, like, how so much of the queer community that we've like found and built like and by we I mean like all of us scalers who've been like working so hard over the past like year and a half to really like validate each other and like see each other um it feels like that has to be larger than Taylor and it has Mm -hmm. to like it has to exist outside of Taylor and like being a gayler even like like we have to somehow like grow uh like through that label but then then at the same time it's like all of this just feels like such a foundational like beating heart Mm -hmm. it's like it feels like the blood is pumping from taylor Mm -hmm. yes It is wild. It's just wild. Mm. And I really you mentioned Emily Dickinson and I think we should make it a goal because I saw this on TikTok that the Emily Dickinson Museum like house thing has a TikTok. I think that we should make it a goal to go there in the, by by our season or year two not season two yes! by our year two anniversary yes! we will have went to emily dickinson's house uh, please we have to i i think that would be amazing and we could do like an emily dickinson episode part two after yes! we like learn and like because I have a feeling Taylor went there. I don't know which TikTok creator it is that was talking about, I don't know, like parallels to the Emily Dickinson house and like history Mm. that's preserved there and specific pieces that are preserved Mm. there and poems um, matching up the Taylor lyrics. I don't remember what the name was, but I have a feeling intuitively that Taylor has gone there and stepped foot. Because I think she also believes she's her reincarnated. Yes. As we all do. As we all do. And yes, they did use Ivy in a TikTok. Absolutely insane. It's amazing. I feel like we have to go there in the spring or like even better, like early summer. They are closed for like out of the winter season anyway, so. Right, right. Okay. Um. So when it's warm and we can record there. <gasps> Do you think they would let us? Definitely. There's so much of it is just outside. Oh, true. That's true. Oh, my yeah. God. The beautiful well, outdoor noises. Outdoor noises. Exactly. 
Exact. Oh my God. Oh. Anyways, that was very off topic and random, but I just remembered. So. Oh, I love that. Um, what do you guys think we should discuss else on this live stream? Truly, yeah, what else? We need a captain to steer the ship. That's right. <laughs> you. We need a captain. Be like the water when our ship rolled in. Sorry. Yeah, cut like a knife. <laughs> the Archers, Emily Dickinson, Long Pond Studio Sessions. Exactly. Exactly. That's by our third anniversary. We will have gone with Aaron to Long Pond. Aaron with exactly. Yeah. Aaron will have invited us to Long Pond. Yeah, that's your three. Oh, Hannah C went to school in Amherst. Oh, would die if we went to the museum. And Lizzie and I got married very close to Amherst. So I'm a big fan of Western Mass. Remember, I, I don't know if you know this, Hannah, but one time I went on like a very long rant about how my dream is for Taylor to perform at Tanglewood in Western Mass. Yeah. I did check for that when the tour dates came out. I was like, <laughs> I, I knew it would be Gillette. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. She does love Gillette. <sighs> okay, Jem asked, should we ask questions? Yes. Casey said, can we talk about our hopes for tour in this new Gaylor world, or is it too soon and too painful? Too soon and too painful. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I think she's going to close the tour with long live. That's something I've been thinking about a lot. Yeah. I think that's going to be her closing song. Mm. Um, I hope she performs right where you left me. Mm -hmm. Um, And hits different, please. That would be amazing. Do you think that every show is going to have a different set list? No. I think that it will... Can I tell you what I think that it's going to be? I think that it's going to be um, like a clock. With Midnight's being the guiding hands through her eras. Oh my god, you're so right. I think that she's going to pick songs from her past eras and do medleys and mashups with songs from Midnight's that are also about those same eras or that she's like deciding are about those same eras. And that's why so many songs... um, like question how are like out of the woods is yeah. sampled in it. and i think he knows is sampled in lavender haze because it's gonna and be like deadly yes exactly so i think that she was putting like all of the um clues into midnights and like it is going to be like she's gonna perform most of midnights maybe but in the context of other songs throughout her life all mashed up together. That's what I like. 
like you're on your own kid will be like a fearless moment yes yes, you know like how that sounds yeah yeah like what if she did you're on your own kid breathe oh that's the thing that will tell us so much context about what i'm saying like i'm convinced that maroon is gonna be in a red medley and then other people i'm sure like and, and this and this i think will really like help so many of us because if she puts maroon in a medley with cornelia street that tells me everything i need to know and that'll totally transform the way that i i view maroon yeah or if she does maroon with come back be here yes or you know what else i've been thinking about what if she does maroon with all too well 10 minute version holy shit or maroon with red exactly or maroon with red Mm. With maroon with I knew you were trouble. Oh my god, this is gonna be crazy. <laughs> exactly. You're right. It probably is gonna be like that. Like, yeah, like Midnight's Throne in the mix. Yes, yes. So I mean, my okay, so my dream 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 mm-hmm. is okay, so you know that because of all the driving Lizzie and I've been doing. We have been listening nonstop to um, the Lavender edition, mm-hmm. which means that, thank God, because we have a CD player in the car, I'm able to hear hits different all the time. Yes. And our car speakers are definitely the best speakers that we have access to. Like, they're delightful to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized on my like you know 90th listen of hits different i realized that the end is is like directly from august and as soon as you have it in your head when you listen to it you will hear it immediately like lizzie and i can't unhear it now so um yeah so it goes um Hold on, if I need the... Let me find the lyrics. Let me find the lyrics. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah, oh my God. Okay. Even the guitar sounds yes! like August. Yes, okay, wait, play it one more time because it's, um... It was, it's, like, easy to lose. Yeah. Oh. oh my god that sounds exactly like august i know it's amazing <laughs> holy shit august yes. is carly mm. august is carly that means that when she was ranting during long pond she was trying to defend carly exactly exactly oh. exactly right so my dream is that hits different in august would be mashed up together like that like i'm already really desperate for someone on tiktok to do mashups because there's that one person that does like the most amazing mashups like Mm -hmm. um yeah just so many so many and it would be amazing if they could do a august and hits different 
Oh Everyone is being so sweet in the chat. I know that's they why. Have chills. Mind blown. Amazing. No, like Katie, you just—I mean, like we knew hits different was about Carly, but August and hits different are literally the same. Makes me so happy to share this with you all. Your that's... ear is so good. I—I I didn't realize any of these parallels, like at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's so amazing. Thank you, Madison. That means a lot to me. No, yeah. Like, I did not hear that, but now I'm not going to be able to unhear it. It's literally the same. (laughs) Wow. I'm so happy. Anyway, so it really makes sense, don't you think, that Hits Different would be my number one song without a question? Yes. Considering it's literally like August. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they're both like so Carly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Also, Katie, Sweeney, just a very, very sweet thing. I wanted to pin that because it made me so happy. I feel the same. <sighs> Any questions I had about Aaron not knowing about Gaylor were swept away with It's Different? Yeah, I think Aaron is well aware. <laughs> I know. Remember when he was like, I know in my heart. Or he, I know what Taylor's heart is. I know yeah. what's in Taylor's heart. I was like, that's gay. That's yeah. Gay that. <laughs> yeah. Like, who would ever say that about a straight woman? Like, like that would be so homophobic. If, I know where Taylor's this. heart is. Think about this. Think about this for one second, okay? Say Taylor is completely heterosexual. And then someone says, this was a gay anthem. What do you think about that, Aaron Dessner? And Aaron Dessner says, well, I think it's nice that people can interpret things anything they want, but I know where Taylor's heart is. Like, don't put that gay shit on Taylor. <laughs> That's literally what he's saying. That would if- be homophobic if it That would be homophobic. <laughs> he's like, no. Her heart is not with the gaze. Exactly, bitch. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Holy shit. That is so funny. I know. So I've thought about that a lot. So I think that absolutely hits different. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (sighs) I love Aaron. I think Aaron Desner microdoses psilocybin. Because that. he posted today a picture of someone's like, or maybe it was a business. It was like a little like house. Maybe it was a small business, but there was a little sign on it that said Evermore, like oh. painted on it. And it oh. was very clearly either like the name of the place or like the name of the house or something. But he just posted a picture of it and the caption was like, the universe is rewarding me for going on a run at five in the morning. And I was like, only someone who has done shrooms in the past year would say that. <laughs> the universe is rewarding me for going on a run because he saw a sign that said Evermore on it. That's literally okay. me. Like, me convincing myself I'm okay and using, like, smallest things for serotonin. Like, I get it. Aaron Desner, I get it. I get it. I, that makes me so happy. 
I love him. Did you see um, <laughs> Jack Antonoff's rant on Twitter? Oh, of course. Of course I did. I love him. I know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, anything else? I don't know. I feel like all day I was like, oh, I need to talk about this on the live tonight. And then I didn't write it down. I agree. I agree. But I am going viral on Twitter right now for a tweet that says Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift had to have done shrooms in between the lover and folkmore eras because how? Oh, my God. You're going viral for that. What are your numbers? It's Are they 15, popping off? It has 1,500 likes. <laughs> oh my god, 1,500. I was not expecting people to wow. actually agree. I was just like a jokey joke. Like, but I mean, is it glossy with glossy time? Oh, it's been glossy with glossy a couple times. I've yet to announce it fully. Um, this is Scarlet Letter by Trixie Cosmetics. It was the exclusive lip gloss released with her Katia collab. So I'm repping both Trixie and Katia through using this. Um, yeah, Glossy with Glossy. That's You're the- welcome for getting to witness Glossy with Glossy. You're welcome. <sighs> Wait, what happened with Laura Dern? Did you see the photos from Laura Dern interviewing her today? Who did she interview? Interviewing her. Did Laura Dern interview Trixie? Or Taylor? Or Katya? (laughs) (laughs) No, Laura Dern interviewed Taylor today at the Directors Guild of America. Is there a video of that? We're about to find out, bitch. What? I had no idea that was going on. Maria said, I lived in a ranch where psilocybin mushrooms grew when folklore came out and the vibes matched, so you might be onto something. No, I really feel like I am. Okay, I'm now requesting a link for the interview so that we can screen share it and watch it together. Oh, there's not a link. There's only photos. It probably wasn't recorded. Maybe it'll come out later. It has to come out later. Thank you, Katie. There needs to be a breaking news alert. That's why no one alerted us that that was happening. Exactly. Director's Guild. Wow, I can't believe she was interviewed about this. She is working so hard for this Oscar. Yeah. She is hitting the pavement. She's knocking on doors. She's calling Laura Dern mommy. (laughs) She's paying (laughs) other people to do that, that's for sure. Instead of stay, 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 gay for Tay, the alert should be gay, gay, gay today. (laughs) We just get an alert every day. 
Styliana Lini says she needs that EGOT. She does. And to that I say she already has her Grammy. And I do think she might have an Emmy. Yeah. What's the other one? Oscar and Tony. Tony. Yeah. Does she, she have a Tony? She has one. She has a Tony? Did she get one for like Cats the song or no? Cats or is the that song? The the song from Cats, beautiful. Well, unfortunately, because that was a film, it um is not, not a Tony. It was not eligible for the Tonys. Oh, okay. But the thing is, is that it's not hard for Broadway shows to get Tonys, um, especially in. Oh, I'm so sorry. That makes it seem like the Tonys aren't illegitimate. What I meant to say is that a a show that has a lot of money thrown at it, especially like a one woman show, a one person mm. show like Taylor's, like it it's not going to be hard for her to get that Tony as a musician who can like do a residency on Broadway at some point. Mm. So I do think that she has is gonna get a, a Tony fine when she decides to pursue that. I can't wait for her Broadway era. It's coming. It's coming. I can't wait for it either. The way I need a Taylor Swift Broadway residency, I love Bruce Springsteen. You know, Bruce is exactly who is in my mind. That's exactly what I was like. If Bruce can do it, like I feel like Taylor is like when Taylor's in her most authentic mindset, I think she's following this trajectory oh yes yeah like when she's trying to be truly authentic like i think you can compare her to bruce far more than you can compare her to like the beatles per se yeah yeah absolutely because they yeah taylor needs to go on broadway and it needs okay. to be soon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that way we can have even more gayler proof also because broadway's for gay people exactly i mean exactly that might be why she's waiting on it honestly because she's like i i need it to be able to be when i can be as gay as possible she's like i can't out myself fully no exactly but like she's gonna go on broadway when she outs herself fully that reminds me though doesn't mastermind sound like a fucking musical couldn't you for mastermind i see an entire set and i like see the stage like and oh. I see her like in character, like, what if I told you none of it was? I don't know. Like, it's so, like, it's so, like, do you know Legally Blonde, the musical? Oh, I'm I'm aware of it. I, and I know your special connection. It just like the way that like Broadway's music, like show tunes is always like, da 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 da. Like, they're like, yes. she's like plotting, you know? Like, I don't know. Well, it's so theatrical. Wait. And that's the thing. Okay, also, the idea that she's a mastermind to get her EGOT. Yes. Like, and the Tony is the final one. So it's like, if she was inspired by the, be like, and soon I'm going to be on Broadway. Yeah. (laughs) And it's her, like, closing the show and being like, what if I told you none of it was accidental (laughs) in the first time that you saw? Like, come on. (laughs) I can see Um, it. I can see it too. And also as um Styliana Lini says, um 
Um, but me, I have Taylor Swift music. I need it. I would also die for like a like a jukebox musical of Taylor songs. And like not even about Taylor. It. Like the Speak right. Now tour was a fucking production. So was Red. All of them. Yeah. But it's just like, wouldn't it be so fun to do like um my little well honestly do you think when taylor comes out i could pitch the tupelo music i could pick my tupelo story to her as a jukebox musical for broadway oh my god and someone said she could only get a tony through producing i don't know why or what that means but producing would mean her funding the show too and she would fund a tupelo musical you think so oh my god it could be it could be like like wizard of oz dorothy themed but like maybe like a prequel or like someone else in the town since it's tupelo yeah wait was tupelo connected to dorothea yeah 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 dorothea yeah dorothea is um like the little rich girl i believe yeah it's like almost yeah. like a la like same universe as wizard of oz type of vibe Ooh, maybe? I don't know. interesting same universe or maybe not but maybe like dorothy gay friend of dorothy vibes uh, absolutely i mean no matter what absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah um so lizzie just cr- crafted this image um, it's a picture of a Tony, and on it it says, I knew I wanted your body. <laughs> Lizzie. <laughs> Wait, speaking of memes, that one going around Twitter of the emoji wearing a strap on, and it says she needed cold hard proof, so I gave her some. Yes. Why? Something about that deeply disturbed me. I, I guess I never realized how round and um their bodies, their lower bodies were. Also, does it have hands? The emojis? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just an emoji face wearing a strap on. That's why it's so it's like on its chin. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> because I guess I was thinking. I was, yeah, exactly. Okay, so it's on its chin. But then don't you realize that that also means it's not its chin, it's its full body. Yeah. So it actually is wearing it like a strap on. Its body is just so round. And it doesn't have arms and it's wearing a cowboy hat. (laughs) I guess I guess now that you mention it, it is wearing a cowboy hat. And it is a purple strap on, so the lavender (laughs) <laughs> the strapification of midnights. Mm-hmm. Um, question for the archers: Is 1989 a concept album? A hundred percent, especially if, if you're categorizing it like the way midnights is a concept album. If the concept is boys and boys and girls and girls, then yes, <laughs> that's the concept. That's the concept. Well, okay, so this is the thing. I think that Midnight's is a concept album in the same way that Midnight's is supposedly a concept album. In that she's like, oh, this is a, this is like if a pop album was eight, like this is an 80s inspired pop album. Yes, yes. It's yeah. all cohesive. Yes, 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 yes. That's why it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Okay, what was the question you popped up on the screen? I didn't see it. 
Um, it was Caitlin Sweeney saying, I could see the lucky one being the first draft of this musical. Ooh. Oh, I love that. That makes perfect sense. Yes. I would love an Evelyn Hugo. Maybe she'll fund Evelyn Hugo on Broadway. Oh, wouldn't that be something? I hope that happens soon. Do we have an estimate for that? They haven't even announced casting. Ugh. Do y'all think she will announce the Lavender Hayes video at the AMAs? Is she going to the AMAs? I feel like she's going to go. That's tonight. Because yeah. of overexposure. Like, I don't think with the Ticketmaster stuff happening, really? I don't think she is going to want, like, a big frenzy of media again it's this funny. past week, you know? That's true. That's true. However, um, the one thing I know is apparently that she has a dressing room. There. Oh, never mind. They that- saw... The- there's a photo going around of her dressing room. Well, fuck. Okay. Tree pain. <laughs> I always try to guess her moves and I, I can't. Neither can I. I think that's part of her shtick. You never know where she's going to be. Someone said YouTube posted a purple heart today. So, Lavender Haze music video? I... F- I think that might be for the Trans Day of Remembrance. Oh. Maybe the, like, horrific shooting that happened. Oh, Trans Day of Remembrance. Maybe. I guess it might not be purple for that reason. I don't know. Like, I I guess if it was Trans Day of Remembrance, it would be pink, blue, and white. But, um, yeah. Feels like there's a lot of reasons to post little purple hearts. Yeah. And but Taylor's music video features that trans actor, so I wonder if like it could make sense that the video was oh. scheduled to come out today. In that, right, right, I could see yeah. her doing that. But yeah, yeah. for sure, yeah. <laughs> Valentina said, "Picture of Tree Pain talking to Laura Dern just dropped." Are you serious? Is this real, or are you fucking with me? <laughs> Because that's, like, actually Taylor's mother's. Mother's. Discussing, yeah. I don't know what time the AMAs start. Oh, Maggie said 8 p.m. Eastern. What if um, Andrea, Tree Payne, and Laura Dern were all together? And they did the can-can. The can-can? Katie, why the (laughs) can-can? Why did you... (laughs) We didn't talk about the other elephant in the room. Oh, what? Taylor's boobs. Oh, Taylor's boobs. Yes. Mommy. Mm. Okay, but. It is so cute how many lesbians love boobs. (laughs) Yes. Can we please discuss the way that she was so uncomfortable when she was like on the red carpet and didn't know how to pose with her titties out? That's the nicest thing I've ever seen. I know. That's to me, I was like, this is better than And anything. then changes into a collar dress with sleeves. I know. She was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Please, no more. No more boobs. <sighs> I love them. Do we think for sure she got them done during 1989? I don't think she no, has. No. I don't think she has. I don't think boobs. so. There's Taylor is a cancer that. moon. She's a Cancer Moon. That's why she has boobies like that. Wow. 
I love that. That's a Cancer Moon thing. That's so sweet. Yeah. Wow. If you like think of any Cancer Moon, if any of you know any Cancer Moons, they they got prominent boobies. Okay. Wow. Yeah, she kept trying to cover herself. Uh, it, it was Baylor so, vibes. <laughs> it it was amazing. I loved it. I love love loved it. The oh, the amount of scapegoating that the our community has to suffer through with when she changed her dress. The uh, idea that it was because she didn't want lesbians talking like, about yeah, those how, disgusting gay people made her uncomfortable. Like as if, please. I would love for one person to ever feel bad when, like, lesbians are hyping you up. Eh, wrong. Never happens. So Casey said, guys, she definitely has fake boobs. I don't think she does. I really don't. I mean, she very well could. I'm not putting it behind any celebrity, but, like, I don't think she does. Um... I think she trusted someone to contour her boobs. Yes. Those were contoured to the heavens. And they ate. They ate. I love a good contour. I really, really do. I love when people contour their whole body. I love the drama of it. I hate when the Kardashians do it, though, because they obviously paint themselves, like, brown. I'm just so... I'm so confused that people think she has fake boobs. Because I feel like I see boobs that look like that all the time. Yeah, I don't think they're fake. I think that she's taylor swift and they contoured them very well and she was taped up like i mean that's the thing like 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 shapewear gives you that look you know mm -hmm. like so fake boobs in that way like the idea that like using shapewear and like you know tape or like boob tape or whatever would give you that shape like and contouring of course but it's just like i feel like I know so many people who make their boobs look like that and don't have fake yeah. boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it's a moral wrong if she does have fake boobs. It just feels so out of line with, like, I her... just couldn't even see her, like, wanting bigger boobs. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Definitely. The way that she, like, hi was hiding them and everything, I feel like anyone yeah. who's gotten fake boobs would be a titties out all the time. Like, well... And also, I think that the reality is, is that boob jobs are, like, so, like, especially ones done in the past, like, are really, like, toxic. Like, it's kind of a thing right now where people who've gotten boob jobs, like, are taking them out yeah. as, like, not just a political statement, but, like, for health reasons. Mm -hmm. Especially, oh, wait, you know what? Also, people, like, might get boob jobs for to like to get a mastectomy to prevent oh. breast cancer yes so, that's true people do that for preventative like right mm, she could so have if done she, that if she, yeah she could have for sure um yeah anyways i i feel bad speculating on that kind yeah of yeah i feel bad even talking about her body like this but i know good <laughs> <laughs> i i really truly like i do think that i would talk uh about anyone's uh oops body in this way you know what i mean like yeah. i feel i'm not like ashamed of how i've been talking about it no it's no. just uh like you know yeah. yeah she's giving evermore vibes in the laura Dern interview pictures the lost so child sweet. the lost forgotten child the best album of all time in my humble opinion wow 
<sighs> I really hope that they release an interview. I really want to see her with Laura Dern. I feel like they will. Anything Taylor does is always like seen somehow later. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, the fact that we saw that um, like grainy footage of the like quill glitter gel pen. Yeah. Like the fact that that was shown. <laughs> that speech. Yeah. Oh. And then, of course, all of her other all too well interviews that she's done. Oh, that's what I was thinking about earlier. I was putting names to like the three um, tailors from the antihero music video in a similar way that she puts three to like, or names to the pens. Right, right. And I was like, the one in like the little shorts and the stripes that's like at the door, the public persona looking one, that's yes. Miss Americana. Like that's Miss Americana knocking at the, hey, me, I'm the problem, it's me. Like that's. Wow. Wow. And then the one that like gets drunk with Miss Americana is um Taylor Swift. Okay. And okay. then the giant one walking down the street is Taylor. Uh-huh. They Taylor. They them. Is Taylor they she. <laughs> they she. Of course. You know. Um yeah, of course. Oh my god. Why? So why the giant one? Because like we were saying, like the giant one is like bigger than the whole sky. Like I'll never meet what could have been you, what was supposed to be you, like just Taylor. I'll never meet who I was supposed to be without the fame and my name being this like big deal. Wow. That's why like Taylor Swift and and Miss Americana hang out because they have to. They're forced. They're stuck in the house together. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that really makes Taylor, they, them, like mm-hmm. be giant Taylor is because like the giant celebrity of Taylor Swift has truly transcended like expectations for gender and media. Mm-hmm. Like Taylor Swift kind of is like on equal caliber, like historically mm-hmm. with like men and also just like Taylor being a gender neutral name in general. Yes, it's like yeah, so many so much of her decisions I think um has has really led to her wanting to I don't know, it's so complicated because you know, I just love so much I think that more than anything she embraces like feminist mm. and you know, especially in her, like, prioritization of, like, um, being vulnerable and, like, experiencing heartache. Um, Like, I think that she has very, like, femme values. Um, But a feminist is, like, not at all, like, um, synonymous with, like, womanhood. Like, they, them, femmes are, like, you know, very prominent. And, like, I... I do think that, like, her actual choices have really been trying to, like, eradicate this idea of, like, being a woman or being a man and what that means. And that is, like, how she's lived her fame. So, like, the most version of herself or, like, the bigger than the whole sky version of herself, the unmanageable, it's, like, it transcends gender. It's bigger than gender. Yeah. 
Whereas Miss, Mer- Miss Americana, which is still her very public persona, but Miss Americana is like the one in the gossip magazines, the like body that's and able it's to be Miss like like Miss America, like yes, woman, yes, and like she does have a hyper gendered woman version of herself that she has to play into, but that she's made choices so that like her legacy is so much greater than like gender that's exactly kind of what my like veiler presentation was like when i was kind of like pulling like even though it was like veiler i was really just pulling like all the times that she's kind of created this like concept of gender in her own art and like what it means to her and her relationship to it and how like binary it is yeah and how it like in a way because it's so binary like transcends the binary right i mean like how casey says can we talk about the idea that taylor lives a public life in drag she quite literally said that during reputation tour she felt like she was playing a character every night and putting on a costume because she was and then you think about even back in like a red interview recently i just read a quote where she said every day when I get dressed, I think about the millions of eyes that are going to see my outfit. Right. And like the concept of that already and like the pressure of that. And then you think about the things she was wearing during the red era, like the very preppy, like little skirts and like whatever. And, or like sometimes like the loafers that were really in at that time. Like, it's just so interesting because that's why her gender is so stark and binary is because millions of people lay their eyes on her every day and perceive yeah. her gender every day. Yeah. So exactly. she has to be so like, ah, I don't know. And her even now just like dressing the way that she does publicly, I feel is like, so radical to me in a really weird way and maybe it's because i like grew up seeing her as like this hyper femme person and like honestly idolizing her as a kid wanting to look like her and be pretty like taylor swift like whatever weird things as a little girl but like of course and then seeing her now just like rocking college shirts exclusively and like her corduroy slacks and like all of her men's clothes, it's like mm-hmm. that's crazy. Taylor Swift was like princess, Miss Americana. And it makes perfect sense that that's that really reads as radical to you. And like I'm sure that that's a conscious decision for like all of her. You know, it's like really goes back to that nothing new line of like her wanting to rewrite the legacy that she's left. Yeah like rewrite the like roadmap mm-hmm. like of like you know it's like the more she thinks about like how she's been performing femininity and like performing womanhood the more she's like I think trying to you know not just like because think about it it's like she is still the same person who has to go out and be seen by millions of eyes yeah like her material reality has changed Mm -hmm. so her ability to now dress in a more like authentic way to herself it wasn't brought on by any like material shift where like things got easier for her and how she was 
perceived. It's more like her priorities for how she wants to be perceived have been changed. Yes, yes. And like, I think that a huge way that she's been able to justify it to like her, the many, many, many people that have a financial investment in like her being famous and perceived well is that like it's responsible to show a more complicated picture of womanhood to like little girls and like her fans right like, it's like feminist to wear pants exactly i mean quite literally i think it's yeah, that's what that. she's having to explain i'm sure yes. at the conference tables like exactly Ew. like i I know. I just really think about that with her decisions. It's like, how has she been able to change things and do this? Because there's a lot of queer, you know, a lot of queer Hitlers, like queer feminists who still really hate Taylor Swift, who Mm -hmm. see these choices as being in line with her queer baiting and making the decision to dress queer because it's like trendy and it's like in reality dressing queer has always been trendy yeah because queerness is is always building the trends because queer people black trans women carry pop culture on their back exactly like queerness has always been trendy yeah exactly where do you think the trends come from I know, precisely. So it's like, instead, why is it that Taylor no longer has to find her trends elsewhere? Like, why can she live this kind of, like, more authentically, outwardly queer persona? And it it's like, you you know that if it's coming from a place of wanting to live more authentically, to be more comfortable and in line with, like, herself... It's like, okay, but how is she justifying it to people? Mm-hmm. How is she not being too gay? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you you being like, it feels radical considering you grew up like emulating her. It's like, that feels like another reason, like, you know, another justification could be like, you know, like because of her like eating disorder recovery you know it's like again it's like i want to dress in more covering clothes and like Like, comfortable what i'm comfortable in exactly exactly not for like for other people or like for the sake of like fitting into a certain mold exactly i think Mm -hmm. um i saw this tweet the other day that was like it's crazy how taylor swift has turned out to be what kanye west wanted to be and like while i agree and disagree with that in several ways obviously it's just an interesting statement that Mm -hmm. had me thinking about like the way that taylor moves culture Mm -hmm. and like is such a major huge particle that's also radical to me because i'm like she moved the culture during this era to be very like Everyone wanted to be just like boho, quote unquote, style that she had going on. Everyone liked the princess stuff. And then in Speak Now, she leaned even more into like the princess gowns and like the very like femme fashion, whatever. Like the way that she has moved culture and fashion and art and like all aspects of culture, even coffee. 
the fact that she's been partnered with Starbucks for so fucking long and has had several drinks with them. Like, and yeah, like that, I just can't like, and it really is so similar to Kanye in like a complete opposite other side of the coin way. I don't know. Oh, I think it is just the most heartbreaking thing in the world comparing those two. I know. It like it just feels so unfair to like I both know. of them. You know. It is. That's why I was like it's a very complicated statement to make, but it got me yeah. thinking about like totally the way that they do both move culture and they have both in yeah. completely different ways. Absolutely. Hmm. Well, it's 7.01. It's 7.01. Eastern and that means, that means that Taylor is somewhere in a dressing room listening to us right now while she's getting ready. And um, she's probably like, okay, guys, you have to end the live because, like, I need to go to the AMAs. Like, I'm getting ready. Sorry, Taylor. Sorry, Taylor. We don't want to make you late. So, like... <laughs> The parasocial psychosis is right on brand for That's a right. year anniversary. That's right. Um, yeah, so I feel like this wasn't... This was a good year a- anniversary, I think. It was. I mean, we just got to chill and gab and freaking shoot the shit after dark. So that's yeah. all I can ask for. Yeah, definitely. It's been a great year of lying. A great year of just crafting tall up. tales. Yeah. Of just making things up. Just passing folklore down, you know? Passing folklore down, exactly right. Yeah. Mm. Um, one last thing before we go. Oh. Just I I want to say, because I've been thinking about it all day and it's hurting my heart. Yes. I want to acknowledge the shooting that happened last night in Colorado Springs. Yes. At a gay club called Club Q. Um, mm-hmm. There were five people that died and 18 people that got injured. And it is weighing so heavy on my heart. And I hate to bring it up, but it's also... It could have been a gayler. It could have been anyone, you know? And it's just... It could have been any of our, like, queer community. And that breaks my heart. Yeah, I mean, it really was, like, it... It just was our queer community. Like, we really are. Like, yeah. And I used to live in Colorado, and I went out to the gay Mm -hmm. club every Thursday night. So it's just, like, I don't know. I I think about, like, I don't know if people I know were there. Like, it's very sad. It's very sad. Of course, yeah. And I just want to, like, honor that and the people, because we are a queer podcast and I literally it is haunting me today so I'm really glad that you said all of that yeah that's all but I am so grateful for this community for that reason because I have found a queer community here thanks to the archers thanks to Katie and the help of all of you and the times that we've all shared i know 
It's been quite the year. It really has. So thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. If you're still in the chat. If you're still in the chat, that's right. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I guess there's really nothing else for us to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a great year. Here's to another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Casey says, thanks for spending Sundays with us while we live our little lives. Oh. Thank you for listening to us on Sundays. That's some mm. of my favorite messages of when people are like, I clean my house and listen to you guys. I do exactly. my dishes and listen to you guys. I'm like, oh, that's so intimate. <laughs> it is. I feel, it feels very special to be into your little ears. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're sending you so much love. And please remember mm-hmm. that if there's just one thing that we want you to remember, mm-hmm. it is this. And that remind one, I, we, I just have to remind you before you go. Please, I'm praying for you all right now that you can internalize this one thing. And that thing is to stay, stay, stay gay forte. And good night. You heard her. Good night.